Welcome to Dissecting the Scene and Elder Emo Podcast. I'm Timmy Terror, aka White Chocolate. And I'm Mark Molina, aka Marcos Massacre. Hey Tim, how many hipsters does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> I don't know, man. How many? Two. One to screw it in and another to complain about how it would look better in a smaller venue. <laughs> It's funny that fits so well. I'm not a hipster, but I do like my small venues. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got a solid lineup for you guys today, so let's get right into it. First up, we have Microwave with their cover of Sublime Santeria. Tell us about it, Tim. I don't practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal This couldn't have been any better, to be honest. Obviously, it's not the original and nothing ever will be, but a Sublime song in the style of Microwave is just fucking perfect. Obviously, he's no Bradley, but Nathan's vocal delivery is so perfect in my ears. I love everything about this song and Microwave in general. They're one of my favorite bands. They're up there for sure. Yeah, it's a cover I didn't even know I needed until you sent it to me. I was like, right? <laughs> I, I didn't put those two together, Microwave and Sublime like ever in a million years and then i heard it and it was just perfect somehow they managed to make a, a much more chill version of what's already a chill song it's sublime <laughs> yeah right but they made it even like a little bit slower a little bit more chill i just really really enjoyed it i played a bunch of times when you sent it to me i listened to it probably like 10 times that night <laughs> same yeah and then i showed lexi and she was excited about it also because she's a big sublime fan that one's my favorite sublime song like i'm not a big sublime fan but of the sublime songs like that's probably my favorite and obviously i love microwave so i just again it worked so well together i was excited about it i showed chelsea too and she loved it also she loved sublime and she loves microwave yeah it's super dope song yeah you're right though i didn't know i needed this and it's funny because this comes from a pure noise it's called dead formats volume one and it's like just a bunch of covers and i saw the um the track listing for and all the covers that were going to be on it like probably like a month ago this didn't even register to me i don't think i just saw and i i think i just kind of passed by it right and then when i actually heard it, i was like D you're right this is this cover i didn't know that i needed it's so fucking good yeah let me look up the track listing on this what else is have you listened to is it out yet or no it's not out yet they've released some stuff drug church did someday i suppose uh a few weeks ago we covered what was it a uh, four year strong did uh green day oh nice yeah there's there's a there's a few i can't remember what the track listing was but obviously i didn't pay close enough attention because microwave doing <laughs> santeria is pretty sick and i didn't even i didn't even look twice when i saw it yeah that's sick uh hawthorne heights is gonna be on there it looks like state champ with what's my age again that could be pretty cool that could be good i don't like state chance but i do love blink so yeah all right well i'm gonna put that on the list but yeah yeah we'll we'll check that out we'll go over it when it comes out so for sure but yeah definitely check out this cover and if you can i mean that whole pure noise release but definitely 100 percent this cover of santeria is fucking awesome. yeah next up we have bring me the horizon with their new song strangers maybe i'll just be I 
I can't believe I'm saying this, that I actually love a Bring Me the Horizon song. I haven't said that sentence in, in probably 15 years since their OG EP, not even their first two albums. They were good, but like, I didn't really love them. I thought they were cool. When I first heard their first EP, like I loved it and I love this song. I know it's obvious it's way different, but it, it's just so good. Yeah, you threw me for a loop when you put this on there. I was like, what? Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> Yeah. They've come a long way since dragging the lake for dead kids. <laughs> exactly. I was that's exactly what I was thinking. That was what got us into Bring Me the Horizon. That song, that EP was just so iconic for us. They have no reflections is still some of the best yep. stuff. Um I did like his voice in this song. I thought it was great. Dude, his vocals got so much better over the years. Like even his singing, like I said, I've never been a fan of his singing, but there's something about it in this song that it just sounds way better. It's more mature. It sounds more aged yeah it's more mature yeah For sure a more mature release it took a few listens but I, th I thought it was pretty good it's not something that was my favorite but i like the direction that they're going yeah as soon as i heard it dude i i played it at least five times straight just at that time i heard it then i, I was like working at the same time i think so i couldn't just keep listening but then i just had to pause for like 15 20 minutes and then just played it again another 15 times dude i fucking love this song <laughs> i'm gonna listen to it more because i think it's one of those songs for me that i'll have to give it a few more listens I don't always just like songs right off the bat. Right, right. I agree. I don't, it doesn't always work that way for me. Sometimes it has to grow on me. Sometimes I don't really realize like how good some parts are. Same. Um, but I definitely don't hate it. And I have with some other releases from Bring Me the Horizon, I'll be honest. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Did not like them. So at this one, I like, again, the direction that they're going. So I'm glad you put it on the list. Yeah, same. Everyone check this out. Give them another chance because obviously they're already a huge fucking band, but like... Like, I think they're going to get a lot of their old fans back from this. Yeah, I agree. And uh, on that note, Stick to Your Guns is the next song with their new track, Hush. Wait, what you think is what you say is what you do. You have to pay. Say it once, I will say it again. Your hands up for what you've done with your last breath. which I was excited about. Dude, another band that's probably going to bring a lot of their fans back. I know. Because this sounds like OG fucking stick to your guns, dude. It's everything that I wanted. It feels like what I fell in love with, you know, 15 years ago for what it's worth. God, dude. Yeah. I, I want that stick to your guns again. Yes, Fire with Fire, the best back then. I, and this song was, was kind of along that same line, along the same vibe. I really liked it. The guitars were heavy. They had a great sound, a great tone just really excited about it the thing is they're still releasing other songs that have singing yeah that's the problem is like i want to get back behind this band but i need more like i want more songs like this like i don't want i know people love the singing stuff but it's really just it's not for me so if they can make some more songs like hush right i'd be back on with this band because this song was perfect to me for sure i'm glad you brought that up because i listened because when i heard this song i was so excited about it i'm like man this is fucking sick so i went to go back to listen to some other stuff and it was nowhere near 
as good in my opinion <laughs> so i'm right there with you if they start going this direction and going back to i don't know their roots i guess let's call it i would be really excited about it because i thought it was really well paced i, I think it had great guitar riffs which i'm always you know a sucker for they were catchy great vocals on it not overly complicated vocals um which i think was you know, uh, pretty key. It's, it's pretty straightforward as far as how he delivered them. And, and that's that's a good thing. I love this song. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But it's hard for me to get behind stick to your guns right now. I need more of this heavy shit. Right. But when I was looking up some stuff on them today, I didn't know that uh, the singer Jesse's like getting a lot of shit for mm -hmm. supposedly. I read about that. Yeah. Supposedly like backing Russia and stuff. I don't know. He's, he came out and said that he's not. But yeah, people are saying he is. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the details of everything that's going on. But uh, yeah. like I said, I liked this song a lot. If they make more stuff, like you said, I will listen to the fuck out of it. I mean, the song was really good. The end is really great. It slows down, has this like traditional breakdown, not this like chuggy breakdown, but this like nice traditional unique breakdown that I really like. Yeah, it was a dope breakdown. It was simple, but it was fitting for the type of song this was. And it's exactly what we wanted. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Hell yeah. Next up, we're going to go into a little bit different, not as hardcore, but still fucking heavy. Yeah. Uh, we got Buried Alive with their new song, Our Own Light. We're so by our own. And let's be honest, man, this is exactly what I wanted from Charles and his wife. It's so heavy with the bass, but it's also emo with his lyrics and like his monotone singing. I mean, he's got like a seven or eight string guitar, so it's it's fucking <laughs> deep. It's heavy. It's just a ridiculous style of playing guitar in a good way. It makes my brain hurt and I play guitar. <laughs> I loved it. It's I, I liked how it's poppy, but it's heavy. It's way intricate, but it's not like so intricate where it makes makes your head hurt like a lot of metal bands that have just this like really high pitch or really fast like way way of playing it wasn't anything like that it was like this melodic heavy right tapping intricate guitar riffs that i thought was great well that's the thing that i love about buried alive is that he does have like obviously he's a crazy guitarist and that's what he's known for right he makes it flow so well with like you said it's not overly complicated it, it is complicated yeah. like a lot of people can't do this yeah but he makes it sound like like, I don't know, he... I guess maybe it's because like it's also sounds poppy at the same time that it, it, it's hard to I don't know it's hard to explain you gotta hear it because it's fucking heavy and technical but it's poppy so it seems like I don't know yeah I don't listen I don't listen to a lot of this stuff. I have listened to a little bit in the past, but it is really hard to explain because it's extremely intricate guitar. Again, he has like seven or eight string guitar. It's ridiculous. Uh, but it's it's put together in a way that flows really well. And then obviously he's got that really low tuning on it. So it's heavy. But then the lyrics are poppy. His voice is good. I think it's just, it mixes a lot of things and it's done really well. So I was excited about it. And the fucking chorus when he's like, let me disappear to the 
the other side. Please take me away to where darkness doesn't follow. Yeah. Let me disappear to the other side. Let me separate from the void, from the hollow. Dissipate far beyond the shadows. Please take me away to where darkness doesn't follow. I love his delivery like it's it's so poppy and it makes you feel good but it's like fucking heavy like the bass is just like hitting your fucking soul right yeah it's poppy and catchy well heavy and intricate again it's it's done really well and i think that's just a testament to how good he is at guitar to make it flow so well yeah with how intricate it is and it's cool too because like their songs like like you said they are intricate the whole way through yeah. but like they'll still throw a guitar solo in there that you don't it's clearly a guitar solo but the whole song is almost a guitar solo. I don't know. It just fits so damn perfect. I love this song. I can't wait for the album. Yeah. We have a new album coming out on uh, September 9th, and this is the title track for it. Hell yeah. That's sick. And something, too, to shout out is his wife on the bass uh, was really, really good, too. So oh, she slays. <laughs> yeah, she was really, really good, and it complements his guitar playing so well. So I, I was it was cool to see the video. If you get a chance, don't just listen to the song. Watch the video, because I think it adds definitely another layer to it. And I mentioned this in another episode about when we talked about Buried Alive, it's like, don't go in there thinking like, oh, that's a live performance because right. no one's going to play perfectly that good every time. Like, right. it's clearly mime. So go in there right. just knowing that it's supposed to be a video of him showing you the fucking song. He's not doing it a live one take. So check out their videos. His guitars are insane looking. He's got crazy designs. Their, their merch is crazy. Yeah. It's just a fun-ass band. Absolutely. I'm glad you put it on the list. I liked it. I will listen to a lot more and, and I'm excited about that new album that's coming out hell yeah yep up next we have my favorite of uh what we're talking about today canine uh with their album release carnage Uh, and that's Canine with a K and Carnage with the K, which uh, just as a side note, reminded me of like Mortal Kombat, how they don't use Cs, it's all Ks. So that's kind of the same thing. Ah, uh, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Mortal Kombat doesn't, that's why it's combat with a K, because they don't use yeah. Cs in that <laughs> whole thing. So um, Canine with a K. Dude, 30 years, 30 <laughs> years. I never knew that. Yeah. And Carnage with the K. This song, fuck. Uh, Carnage specifically. This band really, I think, has something special going on. There's a lot of other heavy bands. I mean, we just listened to, to some of them, you know, but none as good as this one, in my opinion. This is the one I'm most excited about, without a doubt. I'm glad we found this band a couple weeks ago because they're fucking so sick. Like you said last time, this is the band that we would want to be in. Yeah, 100%. Did you know they were for France? I don't think I knew that, no. <laughs> they're 
from France, which is always cool to see other countries, other cultures. Yeah, I agree. I'm actually a big fan of bands. I, I actually look for bands specifically from other countries because, it. yeah, you're right. It intrigues me. Yeah, for sure. A lot of them come, obviously, from like England. That's a big, there's a lot of oh, yeah, heavy sure. bands that come out of there. But I thought that they were cool, that it was cool that they were from France because that's, I can't remember a band coming from France this heavy, this good. Um, I, I don't think ever, honestly, that I can recall. Yeah, this is probably my favorite French band for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, the album's really well done. Again, this is the band that if I were in a band, I would want to be playing in. The 808s hit so fucking hard. Everything's tight from the drum to the bass, guitars, and especially the vocals. I love this dude's vocals. Yeah, I think the one thing, like, obviously they're a small band. I wish it had better production and mastering. Something sounded a little off. I mean, they do only have 4,500 monthly listeners, but uh, it was something that threw me off a little bit when I was listening to it in my car. But when I have, like, really good headphones on, it sounded a lot better, and I fucking, I love this shit. Yeah, I listened to it with my earbuds on, not AirPods. I don't mess with Apple, but my Samsung buds, and it sounds <laughs> really, really good. I, I get what you mean with as far as, like, the mixing and mastering stuff, but if, if you think back to the stuff that we used to love back in the day like knights of the abyss elijah it was all the same way that stuff was not mixed and mastered the best yeah you're right but it was so good that it got the job done for sure if you go back and listen to mega brain or dragon pie it's not going to be the best production value but those songs fuck and then uh, elijah you know masochist it's the same way it's not the production value isn't as good as it could have been on those songs but the songs were so good and so catchy that we like and that's kind of what this reminds me of it's kind of bringing all that stuff back yeah i think you got a good point you're right i do love the rawness it just feels it doesn't feel like yeah i guess you're right overproduced it sounds just like a fun band that i'd want to go hang out with really <laughs> right the more we talk about this band because before it was gangrene and then it was snake pit i think that we talked about before right yeah yeah we keep talking about or at least i do about how i feel like they're bringing back that stuff like this is what i think we would be listening to if we went to metal d2 you know what i'm saying oh for sure like they would be they would fit in well with knights and elijah from back in the day that's what i feel like this band is, is really doing 100 100 the song carnage in in particular too i'm, I'm a big fan is it has this relentless double kick which is prevalent through the entire album but it sounds so good now you're dead There's a, a sample in there that I wanted to bring up, though. It reminds me of A Black Rose Burial. They used to have a song called A Baleful Aura, but that's that's what it reminded me of. Humanity is on the verge of a major breakdown. We all have to stop what we think is good for a living and start making choices which lead us in a more decent way of life. We are all in a sinking ship and we do nothing. Remember when they had the Guitar Hero like on their MySpace? Oh yes, and it's just <laughs> yeah. Oh, that band was sick. Yeah, I love that band. But that's um, that kind of I. You know which one I'm talking about, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's what that reminded me of. And again, just bringing that stuff back. I loved that sample on it for sure. I thought that song was super hard. And I love all the samples too. Like, that is why my favorite track was Counter Slam Bass Drop Offensive. Like I said, there's nothing like the rush of hunting people down and killing them. I mean, my heart's beating. My heart's beating. My hands are shaking. My hands are shaking, but I'm still shooting. I'm still getting the headshots. It's like, boom, headshot. Boom, headshot. Boom, headshot. Because it had like three or four sound clips in it. It's got a lot in there. And it just, those make the song more fun. Like, yeah, they're kind of cheesy sometimes, but I I love that stuff. We loved that stuff when we were growing up. Amir and Life Ruiner, it was yeah. sick. Like, it was just a lot of fun. And that song in particular was, I just loved it. He had, and he did that long ass fucking guttural at the end. His vocals, I fucking, I love that, man. I It's sick because he's so, I say it all the time, range and diversity. Like, he gives you a lot of different things, and it's just, it's sick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Life Ruiner with Taking Back the Nightlife had, like, 18 sound samples or sound bites in it, and we just ate that shit up. And oh, yeah. I absolutely love it when songs have, have those samples. It used to be really popular back in the day, and, I mean, we still see it now, obviously, but it's nowhere near as prevalent as it used to be. I love it. And I can't say enough good things about this band too um anubis was this really good song on this album that had this this great guitar riff in the beginning uh that changed octave a couple of times and i was just in love with it i just listened to the beginning for that guitar riff over and over and over again so that song <laughs> really really good anubis was good I'm actually going back and I'm going to play it right now so I can hear what you're talking about. But yeah, I uh, I love it. I think these guys need more recognition. Like I said, they only have 4,500 listeners on, on Spotify right now. They need more. Let's get them up to the hundred thousands because these guys are sick as fuck. They do... They deserve it, man. I, I I feel like we should make it our personal mission to get these guys a little bit more recognition because that's how strongly I feel about what they're doing right now. I feel like they one of the best bands I've heard in a long time. It's it's like when I listened to Knock Loose back in the day and I was like, this band is incredible. I'm super excited about it. And that's that's kind of the same feeling I have with this band. I'm excited. Yeah, no, I agree. These guys need to get some get some more hype. So let's do it. Yeah, for sure. And this week, uh, there were definitely a lot of honorable mentions and songs that were good, but we kind of cut it out for time. Norma Jean with Spearmint Revolt. think that song it's i like the direction that they're going and i think harper with falling was really really cool too 
Yeah, no, I agree. Norma Jean, super dope. Harper, yeah, I want to give a shout out Harper. She's this 10-year-old girl we mentioned her a couple episodes ago. Yeah. The whole spirit box thing, but she got her own song, I believe, with the guy from Shadow of Intent helped her out. And yeah, she's super dope, super sick song. Check it out. 10-year-old girl killing it. Yeah, I think it's really cool that she's only 10 years old. And and I was really excited that the vocalist for spirit box is that good influence. And I just think it's cool to hopefully see more female vocalists in the future. I think heavy music needs it and it would benefit from it so huge shout out over there hell yeah i feel the same way but we're gonna get into it we're gonna get into our special of the week deathcore is probably one of my all-time favorite genres so yeah this is huge yeah that's a big deal so let's get into it first up we're gonna go with my choice this isn't my favorite album or ep ever i'd pick this one because this is what got me into deathcore this is the band this is the this is one of the bands that you know they're on the mount rushmore of deathcore even though they completely changed after this ep to a non-deathcore band but yeah doom job for cowboy Yeah, what a great choice, man. I've not listened to this whole EP in such a long time, but it it brings back that nostalgia. And I mean, it's a reoccurring theme. That's what we look for in these bands. It's not necessarily my favorite Deathcore album, but it is one that it was influential for sure for me back in the day starting to listen to some really really heavy stuff it just brings back all these memories man yeah no i agree it's cool because we're like we're gonna talk about joffrey cowboy doom how influential it was and then we're gonna get to talk about what is probably both of if not at least my favorite so yeah it's mine for sure yeah (laughs) so anyway we got doom and this ep it just brings back so many memories this was everyone almost everyone's introduction to death Deathcore for them or probably Suicide Silence or Whitechapel. Yeah, for sure. Like I remember seeing them back at the Mason Jar back in like 2004. I was a freshman. I remember me, Sean, and Ruben would go and like Sean like knew these guys because he was kind of bigger in the scene at that point, yeah. and he would just be hanging out with them backstage. And I was like fucking 14 years old. It was just it was it was fun, man. But I had no idea what this shit was when I saw them play. I had no idea how big they were gonna get. I wasn't ready for what they did (laughs) this for me was way heavier than anything i'd ever heard in my entire life at that point which is kind of crazy to to hear like it's before that nothing was heavier than the doom ep for me anyways and yeah same it's it's crazy because the intro to the album pretty much sums it up pretty well it's literally just the sound (laughs) of suffering and that's like that's that's what this album was it was just brutal just absolutely incredible it opens up with that crazy like people suffering and burning in the background which is just nuts and then two men of a machine comes 
on, which is a fucking classic. It's my probably my favorite song. I mean, it's probably everyone's favorite I, fucking Joffrey Cowboy song. It's so good. And I, what's crazy <laughs> is I think they recorded it in Drop C. That's wild. Which is what what we used to play in Eve of War, which is not like the heaviest. It's pretty heavy. I think it's what Day to Remember still plays in. But just to make it how heavy it was with that kind of tuning was just incredible because it feels like it should should have been like a lower tuning but they just did a really really good job with it yeah yeah and then obviously you have the classic horror movie scream which we would play over and over and over uh which was the best dude do you remember the talent show where oh me you and Corey, we went on stage like i think we had what like plastic guitars or something and then a fake mic or something yeah we had like toy guitars that like for like children that had like little buttons on them yeah 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 and then uh we did this song i think Corey was like hosting the talent show or something <laughs> and we yeah we did this song and then when that scream comes on i believe fabian rest in peace the ex guy who used to do this with me <laughs> He stood up and he screamed. He did the scream in the crowd. I believe it was Fabian. Yeah, I this first off was very embarrassing to look back on. Honestly, <laughs> I think yeah. about that sometimes. I'm like, we're not that cool. But yeah, we had like two minutes or two or three minutes that we could spare in the in the production of that talent show. And we're like, um, we need something to fill the spot. And Corey, that was Corey's idea to do this. <laughs> and that's how much we thought like we were. I don't know. <laughs> well the funny th yeah because like obviously we went to a different type of school yeah. and we were like obviously the we weren't the weird ones there were weirder kids than us but we obviously weren't like the same as everyone so it was kind of funny to do everyone was probably like what the fuck yeah it was it was embarrassing but it was fun though it was super fun but yeah this this album, that's how much we loved it. We tried to share it with as much people as we could. <laughs> I mean, you guys were always playing it. It was just incredibly heavy, incredibly fast, while still being catchy, if that makes sense. Like, uh, like the guitarist had this way of writing riffs that were super fast, but super memorable. Like it would, it would definitely keep your attention. So that's what I remember, especially back then learning to play guitar and learning to write heavy music for Eve of War. Like this was definitely a huge influence on like what the stuff tremelo picking for example like that's wh where i learned all this stuff was from this ep yeah i don't know anything about anything outside of singing <laughs> so but i like when i listen to things i just i like hear things that i like and things i don't like i like how their guitars they feel to me simple but heavy yeah so it's like entertaining to me because i just like heavy i don't need all the crazy shit that a lot of the deathcore bands do today like i don't know how to explain it in in musical terms but like i just feel like a lot of the bands they do all this insane wild technical shit but like yeah. the the deathcore from back in the day like they didn't need to do all that stuff like yes they had that stuff here and there but they didn't need to do it the whole song they just needed to be fucking evil and heavy have some fucking crazy vocals that wanted to make you tear people up in the pit like that's all we needed so that's what we we went for what you're talking about i think anyways it's like the tapping or like the sweet picking or it's just like a million different notes and that stuff is not on this album like it's you're this stuff is more like tremelo picking like alternate picking like all this stuff that's really catchy really heavy really fast that's what they had in this album and um it was not simple but simple just like we were talking yeah. about earlier it was, it was super catchy super heavy they had these classic 808s that just made everything hit real real hard
And back then, we didn't even know what 808s were at the time. We just thought that the bass disc was real good, which is just kind of like a side note, because when we were writing stuff for Eve of War, we're like, how could we make it heavier? Um, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know that that's what these 808s were, and they got a lot of them in this album. That's what made it hit so hard, I think. Yeah. I Another thing, this album reminds me of Corey Pleppel. Like, I remember just Always. driving yeah. around in his, like, you know, tr- his, uh, what was it, like... Bronco. Not after the Bronco, even like the Bronco, yeah, but I, his other truck, even more like that brown truck he had. Yeah. And we would just fucking jam this and Knights of the Abyss all the time. I remember just driving around aimlessly doing fucking nothing, but we always had either like Joffrey Cowboy or Knights of the Abyss playing. Yeah. And Corey is notorious for listening to the same thing over and over again. He would only have one CD in his truck and then just play that one CD on a loop. Just everywhere that he went. It's probably a mix of JFAC and Coda. Yeah, for sure. He And at one point, it was like... I think probably if you go into his car today, he still has like... <laughs> I swear, he just listened to the same thing. I know he listened to The Ghost Inside's Fury and The Fallen Ones. I remember that, that phase. For like four years, though. Like... Yeah. I went in his car like four years later and he still had the same CD in his CD <laughs> player. Um, and I only bring that up because that's what you know, this album, that's, he was just bumping this all the time. And uh, again, it's just nostalgic. It brings back all those memories, riding around in his trunk, smoking too many cigarettes. I don't know why. Yeah. Just good, good times, man. Really loved the the vocalist at that time too. I thought he was great for those pig squeals. Cause again, I hadn't heard anything like it before this. Yeah, and it has a lot of fucking bangers. Like, I know, obviously, Entombment of the Machine gets a lot of love, but Knee Deep was really good, Relinquished, fucking Suspended Suspended by by the the throat. Throat. Yep, Suspended by the Throat was sick. It's just a solid EP. It's just heavy. It's just catchy. It's good. And this is also one of those that we were like talking about earlier that it's not necessarily mixed and mastered impeccably. I mean, I think they released the album after this that was. They did a really good job. But yeah, yeah. Which is probably everyone's like favorite album, Genesis. Yeah, Genesis. And that one was mixed and mastered really, really well. Uh, It was that's yeah that that one was crazy yeah but this one wasn't and it's still it hit hard you know what i'm saying i don't think it yeah i I think it it was just really well made for the time and that's why it holds up after all these years yeah i love this album loved his vocals i probably saw this band fucking no less than 30 times obviously them being from arizona where they were always here so it was so much fun i know i was gonna say that i feel like you and mike were always seeing them like every weekend yeah them and coda like as much as we could yeah for sure so yeah that's uh that's my choice marcos let's let's hear what you got my choice is the acacia strain continent you are nothing 
I love that you chose this. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to choose this. I thought this was an easy choice, so I didn't go with it. I've been going with easy choices the last two times. I honestly, for some reason, I thought you were going to go with Suicide Silence. But I'm glad you went with this because this is my favorite heavy band ever. This is my favorite heavy album ever. My favorite heavy vocalist ever. So right. I'm super glad you fucking chose this. This was the easy choice because, I mean, we've been listening to Acacia Strain for a long, long time. and Well before this album, even. Well before this album. And the stuff that they put out before this, we love. Absolutely love. Yeah. So it's not like this was the first album that like got us into it or this was their first good album. Yeah, they were my favorite band before this album came out. Yeah, from the jump, this band has been sick and putting out bangers. <laughs> yeah. But then they put out this album album on honestly it was life-changing like this album is a big deal for me no i agree i don't have a favorite order of all my favorite albums like i have so many favorite albums but i have a top three and this is in my top three this is number three that's how good it is to me yeah i mean it's an influential album for us i feel like i mean acacia strand's been around for forever i think vincent's got to be like 50 by now at this point yeah but this is my favorite album that they have ever put out and, and that's saying a lot because they have a lot of great albums even before but also after too right so they've been doing stuff well for a long time but this is i think the best for me yeah no you're right they do have a lot of good albums before this after this i go into the like the subreddits for like you know death corn stuff and i see people like posting things and it's funny like so many people have so many different opinions like that's what's cool about this band is people love you know 3750 or the dead walk or some of their newer stuff it's just all over the place so yep it's just cool to see how diverse this band and it's crazy if you listen to you can literally listen to every album and see their growth hear their growth with the instrumentals with the vocals even with like obviously they're producing and mastering every album gets better and better in those terms obviously we have our favorite albums but how long this band has been around and how diverse everything is like obviously they're still a deathcore band from start to finish and they were a little metalcore at the start yeah but just they're just fucking dope they're sick as fuck i love vincent shout out he's a he's a world of warcraft player too so i love vincent before this album the dead walk was my favorite um oh for sure just a lot of bangers off of that album but then this album came out and i think it was a different feel I, I just definitely think that it was a more polished album and i think it was more sonically cohesive i know that's kind of big but it's i it from beginning to end on the album i feel like there was a theme right and you can't really talk about this album without talking about the lyrics i think that's kind of where i'm going with all of this vincent is an an awesome lyricist but this shit is dark and pessimistic as fuck, but it is great. It's funny because it starts out with the song Skynet, which is a right. song about Amir ripping them off. But the yeah. first line of the song in the album, he says... If you think like a whore, then you're a fucking whore. <laughs> it just starts out like, holy shit! All right, yeah, he, that's what that's what you want to that's what you want to say. All right, yeah, he came out swinging, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, classic acacia strain. Uh, but from that same song, my favorite lyrics are: "Look into my eyes and know that I can see right through you. I'll erase you from the thoughts and tongues of everyone you know." And I just thought that's so fucking hard. Oh, dude, I love that. Yeah, it's just all these songs are just all the lyrics are so fucking hard, so dark. Just great. 
Yeah. And then, like, obviously, a couple songs later, we get Dr. Doom that's just full of fucking banger-ass lyrics. Yes. I had the Dr. Doom Acacia Strange shirt, that green one. I used to wear yeah. it every, like, every day because it was so dope. But off Dr. Doom, my favorite's uh, I hope your ears bleed. I hope your skin crawls. May you live forever. Again, how fucking hard is that? Yeah, again, from same song, I have, I'm not here to break ground. I'm not dressed to impress. I'm here for me and the few who care to listen. That guy was on his tour bus or van or whatever they were at that time, just writing hateful <laughs> lyrics into a notebook. I dude, I could literally quote this band all fucking day. Every single line is quotable and like to me at the time felt relatable. Right. When he says, <laughs> I think this one's from Balboa Towers. He says, if I ruled the world, I'd destroy all mankind. If I were king for a day, I'd make sure there was no tomorrow. And now the world is my fucking toilet. And now the world is mine. This guy is on a whole nother level. The album just has some of the most dark and twisted lyrics. And I mean, it comes, it all comes from Vincent. He's the ultimate pessimist. He's without exaggeration, the most negative human being in music, I think, honestly. And that's why I love this album. And that's why I love JFC. I am the end of the world. So good. Dude, it is. I wanted that tattooed on me. It's so sick. Why wouldn't you, dude? You should still do it. I still should. I, I've got so many ideas. I, that's still that's still an option. I feel like JFC is one of the greatest songs of all fucking time, and especially in heavy music, but it's for sure my personal favorite from this album. It's got to be JFC. One of my favorite lines from this whole album is from this song also. When he says, lie in the gutter and pray to the God of I don't give a fuck. It's just so it's, good. Again, from start to finish, this whole album, but JFC specifically, this masterpiece of a song has the best everything, in my opinion. I, I feel like his vocals, the lyrics, the heavy guitars, I fucking love DL, and just the, the heavy as fuck chant. Every time they play this at a show, I feel like I could burn the place down. I just get 
so fucking pumped every single time. <laughs> yeah. This isn't in the song, but every time I've heard them play this song, uh, Vincent does this rant at the beginning that basically, I mean, it's a, it's a rant. He's just basically talking shit the whole time. But he basically says that human beings are like a disease and that we're a worthless species and that there are no redeeming qualities and no one is exempt. We are all the end of the world. And then he starts the song and I just fucking love it. I eat it up every time. Dude, I remember them doing this, like, I believe the first time, well, because this was obviously after uh, that album came out. Uh, we went and saw them at the Marquee in 2009 with As Blood Runs Black and some other bands I can't remember. But yeah, I think that, I think I remember now, we didn't go together to this. I went with Mike and Caitlin. Yeah. And you went with someone else. I think you, I think that was around the time you and Mike had some beef going on. Yeah. So I think that we actually went separate to that show now that I'm remembering. Because I remember, I remember seeing you or something from a distance and being like, damn, I don't have beef with Marcos. I wish I could go say what's up. <laughs> I went with Nick Boys. Yeah, that was yeah. That was the first time I saw him do that was that show in 2009. And I don't know if you remember this, but he's like, I don't know why I remember it so well. But he, he was like, if you have a, a venereal disease, fuck you. <laughs> he's like, uh if you're he said something about if you have if you have longer hair if your hair is longer or like goes past your shoulders yeah. and you're a guy or something like that like yeah fuck you he says if you're 20 years old and you have five kids he's like fuck you <laughs> it's like learn about birth yeah. control dude's just coming out just and it's right before jfc that's why it always hits the hardest for me that's why yeah i always love this song the most it's up there one of my favorites if not my favorite but i think my favorite is always going to be the combine it's a song i have lyrics tattooed on me no yep. remorse for anything no salvation for anyone That song, that part just like hits for me. It makes me feel good. I just want to go hit some people in the pit. And the breakdown at the end always gets me so hyped. You want a war, I'll give you a fucking war. You wanted a war, so I gave you a fucking war. It's just so hard. It, it again. It's just a, a tribute to how great I feel. Like uh, one, Vincent's lyrics are, but DL and his guitar playing that breakdown hit. DL is my favorite guitarist. I feel like, and yeah. I mean, he was holding it down too for a long time as the only guitarist in that band, which is yep. crazy for how heavy that is. Just one guitar. I think they have like three now, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's crazy. But no, I I agree. There isn't a guitarist that I appreciate or look up to more than DL. I like obviously I love everything K Strain puts out even since he's left, but he's like he's so dope. I mean, not only DL, that whole band, yeah. um, the drummer and I believe his name's Kevin. I can't remember. Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. And uh the bassist, I can't remember his name. But yeah, I love the whole band, the snappiness of Kevin's toms and snare, everything. This album has everything that I wanted and everything I always want. It's just perfect to me. Yeah, that's that was my favorite when it was though them four. And that yeah, that's why the album right after this, Wormwood, 
was awesome too. It was just those four. Uh, Warmwood is definitely it's up there too. That's one of my favorite albums. Beast, my favorite K Strange song is Beast, and it's on that album. So yeah, but it, it's just those four guys. It was that lineup for both Continent and Wormwood, and I think that's why um, it was so good. It's because it was DL, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but remember, I bought you a, a, a skate deck with this album cover printed on it. Yeah, of course. I still have this shit hanging up. So sick. But yeah, man. This is one of the best albums, if not my favorite heavy album. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't forget the instrumental track to end the album. Like, yeah. I was never a huge instrumental fan. Like, I'm a vocalist. I love vocals. That's what I like to talk about is the vocals. Right. So I would like I've never been an instrumental fan, but this is my favorite instrumental ever. Like, dude, it just yeah. it feels so good. Like the it's kind of like a breakdown guitar solo at the end. Like it just feels really good. I'm glad you brought that up too, because I would have forgotten. I'm not a big instrumental music fan, especially with heavy music. But this album, um, or this song at the that ends the the song, I think it's called the Behemoth, right? Yeah, it's just really, really well done. I think it's just it's heavy. It's just really well made. It's like a a little mini journey that ends the album. Just a great way to do it. Yeah, no, I loved it, and it's funny because like after this album came out, it was almost it was months, maybe six months to a year later, they ended up dropping i think it was like a re-release or something of the album but they had two extra songs on it stay puffed and global warming global warming or something yeah yeah and and they were they were cool but they were really good i'm not gonna say they were cool they were really good yeah stay puffed was sick yeah i was so obsessed with this album already that it was hard for me to be like oh yeah more fucking continent i already loved continent way too much but no you're right stay puffed was super dope when he says i don't break promises i don't break hearts i'm busy breaking backs <laughs> Yeah, this shit's funny. Yeah. Which is on brand for this entire album. Which, again, I can't say enough good things about it. It's got a mix of everything that I want. It's nostalgic. It's heavy. It's well-made. It's well-mixed. It's dark. Uh, you got Vincent and, and some amazing lyrics, and I just can't tell you how important this album is. I love it. Yeah, same. It's my third favorite album ever made, ever. You got fucking Take Max and Tell All Your Friends. You got Brand News, The Devil and God, and then you got The Acacia Strains, Continent. So yeah, let me know if, if these albums felt the same way to you, if they mean something to you, the way they mean something to us, JFAC or The Acacia Strain or any of their albums or songs, if they make you feel the same way they make us feel. So let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Interact with us. If you like our podcast, please help us out. Interact with us. Send us some comments let us know what you think and um yeah let us know what you guys want to hear yeah if you guys have any recommendations for like our bonus at the end if you guys want us to do you know emo or like i was thinking maybe we could do like taking back sunday versus brand new Ooh, something like that'd be fun if you guys have some crazy ideas let us know absolutely all right man until next time till next time you take care man you too man peace later